Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Gateway to the Smokies. This podcast is about America's most visited national park, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and the surrounding towns. This area is filled with ancient natural beauty, a deep storied history, and a rich mountain culture that we explore with weekly episodes. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, a man of the world, but also with deep roots in these mountains. My family has lived in the Great Smokies for over 200 years. My business is in travel, but my heart is in culture. Today's podcast is about history, museums, and historic buildings in Waynesville, North Carolina. Uh, But first, I want to give you a a rundown of some events that are coming up, uh, very rich in history. Uh, And I've invited Bob Plott here to uh, give us a little bit of an overview of what's going on. Be sure to unmute yourself, Bob. Thank you, Joseph. Appreciate that. Cool. I'm just, I'm thrilled to be a part of what you're doing here as as the new Heritage Center director. And um, it's just a lot of fun. Been working with the team and we've got six events planned for July and August. Our first event is a plot fest reunion weekend and, uh, real excited about that, the, kind of on the heels of what we did earlier in the original Plot Fest years ago, but it's going to be a little smaller, more intimate event, but a lot of fun. It'll be two days. Uh, we've got just a few rooms left for that, so hopefully people can call in and get those reserved. It'll be music. Everything we do is about music, culture, uh, education, but having fun, immersive, experiential learning while we're doing it. In the following weekend, on July 17th, we're doing something that I don't think anybody's really done around here that we're really excited about, which is uh, Darren Nicholson, the great mandolin player and vocalist with Balsam Range. He's going to uh, do a bluegrass band camp for us here at the Metal Arc, and he's going to have three other equally talented musicians, including Audie Blaylock and Eric Ellis, among others, to uh, teach you one-on-one their skill sets and uh, a really intimate setting on Saturday afternoon and then culminate that with a big concert on Saturday night. So we're very, very excited about that. So what better opportunity to learn from Grammy-nominated Blue Ridge Hall of Fame artist. And it's just going to be a great time. And anybody that knows Darren knows what an interesting fellow he is and great sense of humor. So that's going to be a, a great, great time. It's more than just uh, it's more than just playing. It's also how to write the music and things like that too, right? And yeah, make instruments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll be seminars in the afternoon for songwriting, for respective instruments, guitar, mandolin, that sort of thing. A group type session. So yeah, it's it's very. I mean, where else can you get that type of opportunity to learn from artists of that magnitude in that sort of intimate setting? It's really unique. And then there'll be a concert in the evening. Yes. Concert in the evening with that all-star lineup. And, I mean, those guys are just Hall of Fame caliber musicians. All yeah. Cool. Uh, and then you mentioned some other events? Yeah. The uh, next weekend, there's got some other stuff going on here in the Valley we didn't want to compete with. But the, five, the last weekend, last day in July, we've got a tribute plan for Earl Lanning and Charles Miller, two uh, Haywood County icons, historians and artists, and just interesting, colorful characters. and. A lot of their friends are coming together to honor them. We're going to have a primitive 18th century camp set up to showcase some of their uh, skills. 
and we're going to give the first annual Meadowlark uh, Lifetime Achievement Award to both those individuals. We hope that's going to be something that's going to be ongoing for years to come. And then we're going to have music there as well. Earl made his own violin or fiddle, as we like to call it around here. And uh, uh, William Ritter is going to come and play that fiddle and do some old 18th century songs for us. So we're excited about that. And then we're going to have a dinner at J. Arthur's that night. Got reservations for room for about 50 people for that, for to kind of end the evening for them for that. That's cool. And then in August, you got some things going on, right? Yeah, yeah. August 7th, the following weekend, we've got the Meadowlark Mountain Heritage Festival, where we're going to have, uh, really excited to have Davy Arch, a renowned Cherokee storyteller, mask carver. Uh, he's been on every TV show, he's been in Smithsonian, he's worked at the a museum on the Quala Boundary. Just a great, great guy. Uh, we're going to have this 18th century camp set up again, this time with a blacksmith with uh, bark and brain tanning. We're going to have Isla Hatter doing medicinal herbs and how to find wild, wild edible plants in the wilderness. And we're going to have more music. William Ritter's going to be doing some 18th century ballads. David Bruin's going to be doing a blacksmithing seminar that was Actually, he put together for the Smithsonian, and we're going to be doing that that day as well. So there's going to be all sorts of things going on that day. And the following day, uh, Randall Pierce, who's a professor at the University of Tennessee, is going to be giving a seminar too. And then on Sunday morning, we're going to have a bluegrass gospel concert, and then we're going to wrap things up with a plot hound program and a book signing there on Sunday. And so that'll be on the 7th and 8th of August. Then the 14th of August, 13th and 14th of August, we have the Horace Kett Park Festival. And we're real excited about that as well. Uh, kind of commemorates Kett Park's involvement with helping get the Great Smoky Mountains National Park started, as well as his field manuals. We've got some of his direct descendants here. We've got people who help write books about him. Raymond Bunn, who's a really great firearms expert, is going to talk about some of the kept air firearms and that sort of thing. Uh, just up, and then we're going to have music again with that as well. And then Libby's going to lead some hikes on Friday along with Butch McDade, a retired park ranger, into some of the same areas that Kept Park lived in and camped before it was a park. Well, that sounds all fabulous. So, and yeah, everybody, uh, you can find out about uh, these events at the metalarkmotel.com. Go to events and look for the Smoky Mountain Heritage Center. Uh, all of these, uh, you know, are, 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 have, will have a public component, um, um, but guests are, are, will get priority and uh, be able to stay. And Bob, I appreciate you coming on board. Now, our, our guest today is Alex McKay. So can you ask him to come on and come on down, Alex McKay? <laughs> All right. Hey, Joseph. Pretty good. How are you doing? So Alex is a successful Haywood County businessman who is known for his work as a Haywood County historian. He works with the historic Shook House and has recorded the history of the town of Hazelwood, which is now part of Waynesville. Alex was also instrumental in the development of a museum in the Haywood County Courthouse. Uh, Alex is a North Carolina Department of Commerce Main Street champion for his revitalization efforts in Waynesville, North Carolina. Oh, good, good little resume there, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. 
Yeah, you're doing a lot of stuff. So you were you were born and raised in Haywood County, right? Oh yeah, I'm I'm ninth generation on one side of, on on my father's side, uh, and seventh generation on my mother's side. So I'm I'm born and raised in in Haywood County, and and uh, it was never an option for me to leave. I, I'm I'm meant to be here. That's right. You know, a, a, you know, a lot of people of your generation, hey, my generation, I left. I had to pursue things because of I was into tech. I was into computers. And, you know, back then you had to go somewhere else to be into computers. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah. Uh, so how did how did what uh, what made you what was the what led you to the decision to stay? And why do you think you decided to? Well, I guess the family business, um, my father uh, was in the grading and construction business back, uh, he started in the fifties and, um, he was doing construction when a lot of these older families, like the, the loves, the Thomases, uh, the Sloans, um, were, the, they had a lot of land, but not a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. and so he would go in and develop their property, build up, build roads, section it off in lots. And if, if some of these families couldn't pay him in money, they would pay him in lots. So we ended up in the in the in the real estate business uh, and in property management and rentals, um, all all types of rentals. So we ended up in uh, in that just just uh, right. over time. Now, do you do vacation rentals? Not so much. Most of ours are yearly rentals. Right. Uh, yeah, not so much. We we we've got some in the we're getting into some vacation rentals, but not not so much right now. Right. All right, well, at the, well, at the end, you know, be sure to let people know how to get to your rentals because a lot of people here might listening might want to come down and live for a little while, or oh, if yeah. you do, or if you do vacation rentals, it'd be important to let them know. So, yeah. have, you, have you ever lived anywhere else? I went to college in Gardner at Gardner Webb uh, down in Shelby or Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Uh-huh. Um, but but when I got done with school, I came straight back here. Yeah, so you love the region, right? Yeah, yeah, that's uh. So, but you have a passion and you seem to be one of those unique individuals who have managed to get a good balance between your business and your passion, which is history. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess growing up and looking back on it now, you know, I I don't know what really spurred it other than I had older parents and I I was around my, my grandparents a lot. My grandparents kind of held that, that, that old generation of, of um, of mountain people, they could tell you every everything about everybody, and you know, and, and their generate what generations and how they were how they were kin. My grandmother knew every, everything about more of the mountain community um, in Haywood County, and then my my father's side, I had more of the town history. So I mm-hmm. I, I got it from from both ends, and and dad doing going back to that, uh, dad doing construction. Back in the 60s and 70s, um, a lot was starting to change in Haywood County, and, and roads were widened, road, new roads were built. A lot of our old structures got torn, torn down. So growing up, driving around, um, he would, uh, you know, I tore, tore the old Lafayne Hotel down here. I, before Russ Avenue went this way, the road went this way. So I just kind of uh, grew up knowing how things were before me. Um, and that sparked a lot of my interest in, in history. And then I was around, I was around that older generation more than a younger generation. So my parents would have known my friends as grandparents, 
so I knew I knew a lot more about that generation than the younger generations. That's you know I have I have a I have a 28 year old son, but I have now I'm I have two and a half year old twins, right? Yeah. So now they're gonna grow up with an older dad. So they'll have a different perspective on existence, I think. Yeah, right. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's uh, an interesting history and what's gone on before. Yeah. Um, so uh, what? So you got started a business. Did did your dad ask you to be in the business, or did, did you decide you just wanted to be in it? No, I don't think I ever had a choice in it. <laughs> yeah, know, it was just there was stuff to get done, and I was expected to be there to do it. So so and and you know, and once you've got once you've got so many different houses or, or pieces of property there's always something to be done and yeah and uh, and I, I enjoyed it growing up i enjoyed you know going going with him and my mother to, to collect rent and uh, and rehab houses um so i i i, I enjoy the work cool you know, yeah. and it gives you it gives you some freedom since you're not working a nine to five it gives you freedom to to pursue your your passions mm-hmm so, yeah, I, I had similar raising. Yeah, my father didn't let me do the business part of it. He made me go in the mountains and clean up the construction sites. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There were. Yeah. Yeah. I learned how to. I mean, you know, but I was probably collecting rent by the time I was twelve, uh, and then, you know, not soon after that, I could lay carpet or paint or change doorknobs or do anything that goes along with with property management. Yeah. Yeah. When I first got my first business up here in New York City and I got an office, I just, I just, I just built, I renovated it myself. People thought I was, yeah. you're a technology guy. What are you doing? Renovating your yeah. own offices. I built a bathroom. <laughs> I installed the electricity. I did the whole thing. They were like, what are you doing? So, yeah. I know. All right. So, uh, when we go take a break here, when we get back, we'll talk about your passion, which is uh, preserving history. All right. Sounds good. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast and my guest, Alex McKay. So, Alex, you know, uh, your passion is history. And, uh, you know, we've talked to some, uh, you know, some of the elders in the community and they they really appreciate your passion for local history and 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 your efforts in, in preserving. But I think also just I think you've had a lot of conversations with people. How do you how do you find connecting with uh, the old timers, and what what is that the hearing their stories like for you? Well, you know, being from Haywood County, a lot of these, you know, we we kind of we we know each other, you know, and we've got to even though we might not be directly kin, we're kind of family uh, anyway. So it, there's it, it's easy to connect connect with these old timers and 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 it, I guess it's easier for me because I can I can speak their language and, and I know you know about what's happened during their lifetime in the county um, I know people you, you know I, with with a, with a lot you can just say a couple names and get them laughing because you know they'll they'll have memories of the people and, and there are people 
you know, today people wouldn't think about or wouldn't wouldn't be brought up in conversation. So it's just and and being local has a lot uh, has yeah. has a makes it a lot easier. Yeah, I find there's a I find there's a I find a lot of the stories are sort of a a subtle and dry humor that. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. That, that you're supposed to get the in joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of them know my family. My family, my my grandfather had a slaughterhouse in Hazelwood, and, and so a lot of these old families, uh, or a lot of the old timers now, visited there when they were children, um, and you know, it, and they've been instrumental in, in helping me re- do the research that I needed. And, or continued me to do. Um, people like Charles Miller and, and Earl Anning and um, Nink Swift and, and, and Bruce Bruce Briggs, who was a historian for years and years. He's 94, 95 now, and he, he's been a mentor to me and, and, and taught me a lot that, you know, if these people had been gone, the, that information would have, would have been gone with them. Yeah. Um, so... It, you know, a, a lot of my best friends are probably in their 80s, 80s and 90s. So, so uh, I know you've, um, you know, talking to these people and all your research, you've attained hundreds, I guess, not if not thousands of important hi- historical artifacts and documents over the years. Can you yeah. give us some highlights? Which ones are which ones are you most proud of? Well, you know, I guess... You know, the, the what points what what stands out to me isn't exact isn't exactly items, but it's it's different collections. So, like um, this week, I've been going through W. C. Allen's collection. Uh, his house has has been empty for for years for the most part. Um, and when you go in, it's just like he walked out in 1940. Uh, and he he wrote he did a lot of the early history books. Um, and um, uh, so you go in now, and all his research is there. There's hundreds of photos, um, documents. Um, you know, and, and, and another one was Bet Sprecher. Um, her collection of her grandfather's stuff. He was a, 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 a lawyer and a judge back turn of the century. So I was going through his file cabinets and I found all the original land deeds or land grants from the Love family and from David Allison land grant, the John Struthers grant. So all these original documents going back to the late 1700s were there in that, that filing cabinet in, you know, had been there for probably 40 or 50 years and nobody had looked at. Wow. That's pretty impressive, right? Not one, not really one item stands out, but just, just di- different collections of, uh, of stuff that people have held on to and have been, for the most part, untouched for so so many years. All right. I, I read um, I read about a little story about you. You went and uh, helped acquire the portrait of James Robert Love. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That somebody had called the town of Waynesville and said there was a portrait of Robert Love uh, in Florida that was going up at at. Um, one of these fine art auctions and uh, of course there was bidding online but i i didn't trust getting it back and and the and possibly losing the bid to to 
you know, computer malfunction or internet connection. So I just drove, we, me and my father drove to Florida and, um, and, and bought the, bought the painting, uh, from this auction and got that, that auction. They were baseball cards going for $35,000 and, uh, other paintings that were bringing tons of money. So I didn't know, I, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. But luckily we didn't have to get, get too awful much money for it, but, but I was able to bring it, bring it back to Waynesville where it belonged. And it ended up being James Robert Love, Robert Love's son. They just, they had it mismarked. Well, can you tell can you tell the listeners who Robert Love was and who James Robert Love was? So Robert Love was was what's considered the the uh, the founder of Waynesville. Um, he ended up he was a surveyor and and ended up being the executor of the James Bounce uh, land grant. And so he ended up him and his son ended up uh, with most of what is Haywood County, Duncan County, some in Macon and Yancey County. Uh, so they ended up with, with hundreds of thousands of acres uh, in the early 1800s. And then James, uh, his father's the one that's kind of considered the founder of Wayne, but he played just as much a role as, as, as his father did. Um, and so a lot of families, uh, you know, they had all this land. So James Robert, a lot of these older families, like the, like the Plots, the Hyatts, the, the Killians, the Browns, uh, they and they bought their land from the uh, uh, from James Robert. So his name comes up comes up a lot more than Roberts does in the old in the old paperwork and deeds. And he he sort of had foresight about the railroads coming in, did he? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he died in eighteen forty either forty four eighteen forty four or eighteen forty five, and um. He had already kind of laid out where the railroad would go in Waynesville. Now it didn't come until 1883, and so you know, almost what 40 years before, after he died, uh, he uh, he knew the importance of it, and he gave all of his children lots along the railroad because he knew it would be it would be important. Oh, that's great! Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a pretty good story. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's uh, it's always fine and nice to find little gems like that. Sure. So, um, so you were instrumental in creating a museum in Haywood County Courthouse. I know I didn't even know about this. Tell me about that museum. I was kind of the second wave of it. So, before I got on at the Historical Society, uh, Bruce Briggs and and Bet Sprecher were there. Was okay. The the uh, the county was going to remodel the, the historic courthouse. And so they went before the commissioners and this is probably on the early two, maybe in the nineties, early two thousands um, and acquired that room from, from the commissioners. And so then they had it in the paperwork that it, that, that room always belonged to the historical society. So then I come along um, maybe 10 years ago and by that time, they weren't using the room anymore. And, the, and of course, the county was, was wanting it back to use for other things. And, and um, so I kind of took, took it over and, and uh, put some stuff back in there. And I've had the, the uh, museum in there. Of course, we've been closed down for COVID. And, um, but it's been good. <clears throat> People that have moved out of the county will come back in. And so I get to hear a lot of more local local stories from people that have that have been gone for a while but have heard about the museum is, that, is, it, is it a good place for people like to visit it 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got a lot of interesting articles in it from slave deeds to original maps of the of the, uh, of the county from from early 1800s. Uh, that the portrait that we went to Florida to get, and then some later stuff like all the milk bottles, the liquor bottles. Um, we had Waynesville dispensary in the 1890s through 1909. That uh, when you couldn't go, when you couldn't buy liquor at the store, uh, you would go to a place kind of like the pharmacy and, and buy your liquor if you didn't okay. buy it off, you know, from a moonshine or. So other just Waynesville collectibles, signs. Uh, pictures? You have pictures, original pictures, things like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, tons of pictures. Yeah. And that's my favorite thing to find. That's what's been so special about this Allen's, Allen collection. There's there's pictures from the 1800s that, you know, that, that have never been published that, uh, you know, that that's always my favorite. Ledgers and pictures are probably my favorite things to find. Cool. So, yeah, uh, a bunch of those in the courthouse. Did you um did you get the fun, fun, where'd you get the funding? Where'd I get the what? Where do you get the funding for the museum? Oh, just myself. Just just myself. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, I fund I fund all of that museum and then I'll get <clears throat> we get some donations, but a lot of the stuff I'm able to 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 acquire from collections or you know, sometimes stuff ends up in, in with antique dealers or antique stores. Uh, most of them in my immediate area know you know, if they get something local, they give me a call. And what's the name of the museum? What do you call it? The Waynesville Archive. The Waynesville Archive. Cool. Mm-hmm. Is there any other uh, individuals or groups that are working with you on that? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm under the umbrella of the Haywood County Historical Society. Mm-hmm. So um, it's Mike McLean's president of it, and then that's the Shook House. Um, and I think we're getting out ready to open it, it up in a month or so. All right. Cool. So, uh, so you got some real good support there. That's good. So when we talk oh, yeah, about, yeah. when we come back, let's talk about the Shook House a little bit. All right. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. It's Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast and my guest, Alex McKay. So, Alex, uh, you work with, it's, it's actually the historic Shook Smathers house, right? In Clyde? Yeah, Shook Smathers house, yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, and how long have you been doing that? What you doing with them? Uh, probably, I'd say the last seven or eight years. Um, I, I've Right now, I'm the historian. I've been vice president and maybe a couple other positions on the board, but I'm the, I'm the historian for the Historical Society right now. And uh, the, the Shook Smathers House is run by the, the, the Haywood County Historical and Genealogical Society. Um, and so we're uh, right now we're in the middle of reorganizing the Shook House um, and the, the, the Waynesville Archive to, uh, to reopen it to the public after, after COVID. Cool. And what is the what is the history of the Shook House? So the, the Shook House was built right around the turn of the eight, the, the early eighteen hundreds, right around the turn of the century there, I think. And um, Jacob Shook came here, um, settled, and the 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 biggest thing about the Shook House is it's the oldest frame house west of Asheville, I believe. So uh, you know, where most most cabins at that time would have been were, were houses would have been cabins at that time 
Mm -hmm. uh, Jacob Shutt came and built a, uh, you know, he, he made black, used a very, he was a blacksmith, or I'm sure he had a blacksmith. As he had, um, but he made made the nails, cut the timber, um, and built that first frame house there. That's it's a beautiful looking place. I saw pictures of it. I've never I've actually been there. Do you have, do you have do you have a museum in there? Yeah, it, yeah. The whole house is a museum. Some of it to the Shook family, Shook Smathers family, uh, and others just to the, the other parts of it are going to be. Uh, we've got a military room that's kind of the the Haywood County military history, uh, an industry part, um, and then kind of a, a, a sewing, quilting, um, uh, you know, more of a ladies' handiwork type of uh, type of room in there. Uh, so we've got a lot of new things that that, that we've never had at the at the Shook Smathers Museum. Mm -hmm. and what What do you think is the most popular thing there? Well, my favorite thing in the house, I, I, probably the most important artifact that I, or what I think is the most important artifact there, is the first piano that came to Western North Carolina. Oh, really? As we talked about before, uh, James Robert Love, uh, with, this was his piano, and they brought it in from somewhere on the coast on a wagon. Um, and so I think that's, that's probably my favorite thing. Does it still work? I think some keys work. It needs to be restored, but I, I think some keys do work on it. But, uh, you know, sometime in the future, I'd like to, to, you know, do a fundraiser or something to get that piano restored. Now, I know you uh, that it, it did tours. Is the tours resumed yet? No, not yet. I think that I, I don't remember the exact date. They're probably on the on the website, but um, probably within a month or a month or so. I, within two months, I think. All right. Cool. Are there any other events or festivals that uh, you would like to tell people about related to that or history in the, in the mountains? Well, I'm also on the, the Haywood County or the Waynesville Preservation Commission, and we've got a graveyard tour coming up in Green Hill Cemetery. It'll be the evening of October 9th. It's the same same day as the um, Church Street Fair on, on Main Street. Mm -hmm. So on on uh, on October 9th, they close off Main Street. It's a full day festival with vendors and food, music. Uh, and then right, I think right when that's over, maybe 5, 5.30 is when we do that cemetery tour. A cemetery tour? Yeah, the cemetery tour is just right up the street from, from downtown, uh, uh, right above Bogart's uh, restaurant. Okay, that's that big cemetery on the hill, right? Yep, yep. Oh, that's yep. a cool, that's a cool looking uh, cemetery. I've never actually been in there, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a, a lot of my family's there, and then a lot of the founding fathers are there. Um, a lot of the old, the old Wainsville families. That's that's where they ended up. Oh wow! A lot of my family's out on um, out in Iron Duff, up on up behind Antioch Baptist Church. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. you know, it's gotten it's gotten so. Uh, it's gotten so uh, interesting. It's gotten so full that they're they're now having to dig graves in in, in the granite areas. <laughs> well, I think I, you know. I think that's one problem they've had at Green Hill is is that cemetery was started so early. The records haven't were either lost or haven't been kept that well in the early period of, of the cemetery, and so they've actually hit gra other graves, digging new graves, or uh -huh. found bones from digging digging new graves. So, so yeah, they're they're. 
hurt me. I, there's not much room left in that old part. Yeah. So are there any other, uh, in the whole Western North Carolina, that, 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 that I know you're not an expert on all Western North Carolina, but are there any historical uh, events or festivals that people should be aware of that might be fun to visit? You know, I'm not, I'm not sure. We, everything's just kind of getting, getting back started after, uh, after COVID, you know, now that people are really starting to move around. So, uh, so I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not the best person for that, uh, that question. But right. Yeah, I didn't know. Certainly everything that y'all have going on. I'm amazed at everything that y'all have going on down here. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, we're having the one I thought you might know a little bit about. We're on, well, I think you know a little bit about all of them, but uh, we're doing one on July 31st for honoring Earl Lanning and Charles Miller for their lifetime achievements. Uh, oh, yeah. And I'm sure you know both of those local icons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you think about them? And uh, any stories about them? Well, uh, you know, uh, Charles, both of, both of them are interesting characters. And, and uh, you know, Charles can tell you, you know, I wish I had known Charles when he was, uh, you know, younger and his eyesight was a lot better because he, he's a, a really good metal worker. And, uh, you know, I, I know he's made some steals in his day, and I think he's bringing one to, to, to show y'all. But he, uh, you know, Charles had some good stories. And, they, you know, I I probably, I'm not the one to tell Charles' stories. I don't know if some of them he'd tell, he'd tell or not. So, <laughs> And then Earl, Earl's a character. Just, just He showed up at the house the other day to, to tell me about what y'all had going on down here. And uh, but, but both really good guys, and they've been a good help to me if he if if I ever need to any, know anything about the Rutherford Trace, I mean those two guys, they they know it like the back of their hand. And that was when uh, when the first white men came came in on General Rutherford's expedition to kind of push back the Cherokees. So uh, you know they 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 know it well. So. Oh, cool. Um, I know you present seminars. Um, about local history, including what lost structures of Waynesville and history of yeah. history Waynesville. Tell me about those. Yeah, I did. Um, lost structures is probably my favorite uh, ones to do, and then unpublished photos of of, uh, of Waynesville. Um, the the Allen collection that the, probably the next seminar I'll do will probably be on that Allen collection because it's just so expensive, and 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 the the items that I've found in it so far are. Or um, culture, really culture important uh, to the town, and, and just amazing photos. And so that's probably the next one I'll do. Um, you know, and like I said, we're just we're just trying to get open back up and figure out what all we can what, what all we can do, and if we're going to have people show up. And um, but yeah, and then um, yeah, photos. You know, my my. Uh, my seminars, it attracts local people. So I can, I, I play off people in the audience. You know, there's people in the audience that will know stuff that I don't know about, about certain places in the photos. So it's always good to, to, to have those people in the audience that you can kind of play off of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, uh, so you, you'll have, uh, hopefully you'll have some of those going on soon so we can send people to them, right? Yeah. 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 Maybe. Cool. Maybe in the next couple of months, hopefully we can get those. And those, I've got a Facebook page, and I, I'll post those on on uh, on there, and uh, then they'll be in our, our local newspaper. Cool. 
Um, so you, uh, I've been told that you have a beautiful home in Hazelwood. You've, you've completely renovated. Was it a historic structure? Yeah. Yeah. It was a 1912 house. Um, so when I was in middle school, we lived, we lived, we lived up towards the Waynesville Country Club and I would walk, uh, down old Main Street, Hazelwood, um, now it's Hazelwood Avenue, uh, to the middle school. And there was a house on the corner that had, you know, four big colonial style columns to it. And it, it, it just always stood out to me when I was, when I was young. And then um, maybe eight or so years ago now, uh, I met one of the daughters of the woman that lived there. And uh, I said, I, I love your mother's house. And um, she had been there since the forties. Um, and I said, well, if you ever, please let me know if you ever just decide to sell it. And, uh, and luckily that I was, you know, when, when, when her mother died, she lived till she was 101, had lived there, lived, like I said, to, since the forties, um, I was able to buy the house and it, it needed to be completely renovated. Um, the plaster walls were cracked. The, uh, a lot of the woodwork was rotted on the outside. Uh, of course, plumbing and electrical, um, so I, I've taken it back to just, I kept the same floor plan pretty much except for the kitchen. And I added 10 more feet onto the, onto the kitchen. Um, Did you keep that, some, do you have some historical furnishings in there? Oh yeah. 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 A lot of my furnishings, uh, you know, my, the pedestal in the, for, in the foyer came from the historic court, the, the old brick courthouse from the 1800s. Um, my, Light fixtures in the hall and the bathroom came from the the, the present old courthouse uh, from the hallways in the jail. Um, the sink came from a raised florist on Main Street. Uh, my bathroom sink. Um, so I've just you know I've tried to use. That's another one of my favorite things to find is just local salvage type. Right. That. Uh, and so when I was planning on how I would do the restoration. Yeah, I incorporated those things into it. Now, are you ever going to have a? Are you ever going to do an open house or anything? Let people see it. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I I'm, we're, we're, we're kind of in the plan, early planning stages of that. I, you know, when I, that was the whole plan because I worked on the house for two and a half years, and um, you know, then right when I get done, it, when when I would have had the party, we're right in the middle of COVID. So, oh yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I hope to hope to do have a, a big housewarming party here All right. before too long. I think we're having a big Fourth of July party, and we're going to shoot fireworks until somebody tells us not to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do that. We'll, we'll, you just announced it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we'll, when we come back, we'll uh, I'll get you to give us some. Uh, I, you know, we'll talk about things to do in, in the Waynesville area that you like that you recommend. Let some of our people want to travel there know uh, know some insider views on what to do. Okay, sounds good. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast with my guest, Alex McKay. Hey, Alex. So uh, I imagine you have, like most people live in Haywood County, have some outdoor uh, hobbies like hiking or fishing. What do you do? I fly fish. So my, my, 
my grandfather uh, was a farmer and uh, and that's what he did in his spare time. When he got some time off from the farm, that's what he did. He fly fished. And when I went with him, I mean, he, you know, I'd want to use wax worms or, or worms or corn or bread when I was little and, and he wouldn't let me use anything but a fly or an ant. And so, but I'm thankful for that. And I didn't like it at that time, but but now I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that he did so because I, I. Oh yeah, it's a nice I, meditative I, hobby, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what are, what are some good river, rivers in Haywood County to go uh, fishing, fly fishing? Well, if I'm just going to do it like a quick, you know, sometimes I can get away for an hour or two and I'll just come down to Maggie here and go, there's a little park behind the, the, um, what's Babe Angel's place? Elevated distillery? Elevated yeah. Yeah. Elevated brewing. There's a, there's a good little spot there behind the post office or there's some good little spots like that, that you can go real quick. And then, um, if you I know, there's one, there's one behind the metal arc at that bridge. It's pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, then down at the bottom of the ghost town, there's a couple of good holes down there. Um, but if I'm going to go for a day, I'd probably go to um, Big Creek or Sterling Creek on the over on the Tennessee line. They go down the gorge and right on the uh, Waterville and Hartford exits. There's some good fishing down in that area. Cool. All right. That sounds good. And uh, I guess as a local resident, you've become aware that we've got, that we actually got a burgeoning social scene, especially in Waynesville, right? Yeah. And, and, and Silva uh, and Maggie is actually starting to do some of its own. What are you, some of your favorite local restaurants? Restaurants? Let's see. I like, well, being on Main Street in Hazelwood, I go to, we go to a Michi's probably once a week or at least get something to go from down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an Italian restaurant right on right in downtown Hazelwood, and then where new restaurants just opened up just right up the street in the old Hazelwood Pharmacy building, the uh, Beach Mountain Diner, and it's great for um, lunch or breakfast. Um, you at the Hazelwood Smokehouse? Yeah, oh yeah, Hazelwood Smokehouse, great bar for brisket. The brisket at Hazelwood Smokehouse is wonderful. Uh, sometimes we'll, we'll make our sides at the house and, and order, order, you know, a pound of brisket and eat on that for a couple of nights. But, well, you know, there was a, there was a national magazine listed that the Hazelwood Smokehouse is one of the top 20 barbecue joints in the nation. Really? What about uh, it? Yeah. What about it? It's, it's good barbecue. Probably the best brisket I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, then of course, Maggie's Galley. We'll go there every so often. Um, I like I like uh, Japanese and Chinese food, so we go to to Kobe uh, Kobe's down on the Waynesville Plaza, and then Watami on Main Street uh, next to the to the town hall. Uh, then Firefly on Main Street. We've got some some good restaurants, but you know, once you eat them, once you're eating them all the time, you 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 kind of cycle through them all. So after 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 you eat after you eat, where would you go for some entertainment? Entertainment. I don't know. Maybe seems like they're doing something on the creek now in Silva. Seems like there's music on the creek in Silva. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every so often on Main Street they'll have Art After Dark or uh, some the street dances, and those are good to go to in the evenings. Yeah, those are like the first Friday, right? Is it the first Friday of the month? They'll have that. Yeah, I believe if so. Yeah. And um, yeah, then a lot of uh, a lot of people have been going to like Frog Level Brewing. Sometimes they'll have music. 
Um, I don't think Boojum has live music, but a lot of people go down, go, go there in the evenings. Um, but yeah, I, I, probably I went to Boojum recently and had the best, uh, they had a seafood nacho. I don't remember exactly what it was right now, but boy, that was some of the best nachos I ever had yeah. on cauliflower or something crisp or something. It was, it was odd, but it was really great. It was, yeah, just, yeah, it was yeah. really fantastic. Huh. So, uh, so I got to ask you, what are the museums that people shouldn't miss in, in the, in the Western North Carolina history, history, historical museums or places they shouldn't miss? Well, the, uh, the, the archives over at Western, uh, they've always got some interesting displays um, at, at Western Carolina University. They've got some really neat artifacts, and they kind of cycle through their artifacts at the, uh, what's that, the Mountain, Mountain Heritage? Mountain Heritage. Um, let's see, the Shelton House in Waynesville, um, they've done a really good job on uh, handicrafts. They're, they're not as towards local, kind of local history, but but uh, more mountain handicrafts and uh, Will Shelton that owned that house. He was uh, uh, agent to the Navajo Indians. So they've got a lot of uh, Navajo artifacts uh, at the Shelton house. Um, Pack yeah. library sometimes has some, uh, some displays yeah. out. Uh, yeah. They've had some interesting things over at Pack library. Well, that's good, and I'm sure you know. I'm sure some of the bigger towns got some good stuff too. So, how, you know, I really appreciate you being on the program. Yeah, how sure. do people keep track of you? Where? How do they find out about the Shook House? How do they find out about your uh, your museum? And how do they keep keep in touch with you or keep following you? Uh, well, I'm, I'm mostly active on my Facebook page, just Alex McKay, uh, M C K A Y, and um, the for the for the uh, Shook House, we've got a website, um, and uh, people can just Google the Shook Smathers House and, and find it. Um, but yeah, those would probably be the best, the two best. Uh, and the Waynesville Archive, does it have a website? No, no, I just do it. I just do all of it through my Facebook page. Okay, great. Yeah. Cool. Well, I appreciate it. It's been good talking to you, and uh, I'll keep following your historical vets. I'm going to come see your museums, that's for sure. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, now I, 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 I give out some shout outs myself. Right. <laughs> so this 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 podcast is called Gateway to the Smokies podcast. It's you can find out more about it at Gateway to the Smokies dot fun. Uh, you can go there and subscribe to a newsletter. It allows you to know what's coming up. Um, and we usually have a lot of things about our guests. We have all the previous episodes. And this podcast is also available on iTunes and uh, and all those sort of things. It, it broadcasts live on talkradio.nyc uh, into the New York area, uh, where there's some great live podcasts. If you're listening, listen to the one that follows us. It's all about New York. So you can go from you know rural, you know, rural North Carolina to ur- the most urban place we have in the United States. Uh, now, I want to, you to know, imagine a place evocative of motor courts of the past, yet modern and vibrant, with a chic Appalachian feel, a place for adventure and for relaxation. Imagine a place where you can fish in a mountain heritage trout stream, grill the catch on a fire, and eat accompanied by old fine wines and craft beers. Imagine a place with old-time music and world cultural sounds. There's no other place like this Meadowlark Motel in Maggie Valley. 
that your Smoky Mountain adventure starts with where you stay. Find out more at MetalArcMotel.com. We're sponsored by Smokey's Adventure. That's Smokey's Plural Adventure Singular.com. Information and listings about the Smokies, hiking, wedding venues, books, trail maps, resources for experiencing the Smokies. The emphasis is on uh, Smokies Adventure is outdoors, outdoor recreation, outdoor life events like weddings and adventures, along with providing information on lodging, family entertainment events, conventions, honeymoons, and more. The goal of this site is to become a leading information portal of the Smoky Mountains uh, uh, and, and, and surrounding towns. Um, I remind you that uh, on July 7th through 8th, we're having the Plot Fest reunion at the uh, weekend at the Meadowlark Motel. And the following weekend, uh, we're having the Bluegrass Band Camp. And I recommend you go to the MeadowlarkMotel.com, look at events in the Smoky Mountain events, and sign up to come, and come either to the concert or just come for the whole weekend. And, uh, and, the, and the whole weekend... Uh, will be a, a wonderful experience for everybody. Uh, I'll see you next time at the same bad time, same bad channel. And it's every 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 uh, it's every week from uh, six to seven on Tuesday night on Talk NYC, uh, TalkRadio.NYC. Next week we're going to have a great gentleman named Jim Hamilton. It should be a great talk. I'll talk. To, I'll see you later.